Act One of Lulu One, Earth Spirit, by Frank Vedekind, translated by Samuel Atkins Elliot, Jr. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Characters Dr. Shun, Newspaper Owner and Editor Read by Algie Pug Alva, his son, a writer. Read by Chuck Williamson. Dr. Goll, M.D. Read by Alan Mapstone. Schwartz, an artist. Read by Adam Brack. Prince Eskerny, an African explorer. Read by Lambda. Eskerich, a reporter. Read by Elizabeth Klatt. Shigorch, a beggar. Read by Alan Mapstone. Rodrigo, an acrobat. Read by Vupahipo. Hugenberg, a schoolboy. Read by Charlotte Duckett. Ferdinand, a coachman. Read by Lambda. Lulu. Read by Amanda Friday. Countess Geschwitz. Read by Capricia Page. Henrietta, a servant. Read by Naomi Park. Narration and prologue read by Elizabeth Clett. Prologue. At rise is seen the entrance to a tent out of which steps an animal tamer, with long black curls, dressed in a white cravat, a vermilion dress coat, white trousers, and white top boots. He carries in his left hand a dog whip, and in his right a loaded revolver, and enters to the sound of cymbals and kettle drums. Walk in! Walk in to the menagerie, proud gentlemen and ladies, lively and merry! With avid lust or cold disgust, the very beast without soul bound and made secondary to human genius to stay and see. Walk in, the show will begin. As customary, one child to each two persons comes in free. Here battle man and brute in narrow cages, where one in hot disdain his long whip lashes, and one with growls as when the thunder rages against the man's throat murderously dashes. Where now the crafty conquers, now the strong, now man, now beast lies cowed the floor along. The animal rears, the human on all fours, one ice-cold look of dominance, the beast submissive bows before that glance, and the proud heel upon his neck adores. Bad are the times, ladies and gentlemen, who once before my cage in thronging crescents crowded, now honour operas and then Ibsen with their so highly valued presence. My boarders here are so in want of fodder that they reciprocally devour each other. How well off at the theatre is a player, sure of the meat upon his ribs, albeit his frightful hunger may tear him and he it, and colleagues' inner cupboards be quite bare. Greatness in art we struggle to inherit, although the salary never match the merit." What see you, whether in light or sombre plays, House animals, whose mortals all must praise, Who wreck pale spites in vegetarian ways, And revel in an easy cry or fret, Just like those others down in the parquet? This hero has a head by one dram swirled, That is in doubt whether his love be right. A third you hear despairing of the world, Full five acts long you hear him wail his plight and no man ends him with a merciful slight. But the real beast, the beautiful wild beast, 
your eyes on that, I, ladies, only feast. You see the tiger that habitually devours whatever falls before his bound, the bear so ravenous originally, who at a late-night meal sinks dead to ground. You see the monkey, little and amusing, from sheer on we his petty powers abusing. He has some talent of all greatness scant, so impudently coquettes with his own want. Upon my soul within my tent's a mammal, see, right behind the curtain here, a camel! And all my creatures fawn about my feet, when my revolver cracks. He shoots into the audience. Behold, brutes tremble all around me. I am cold. The man stays cold, you with respect to greet. Walk in. You hardly trust yourselves in here. Then very well judge for yourselves. Each sphere has sent its crawling creatures to your telling. Chameleons and serpents, crocodiles, dragons, and salamanders chasm-dwelling. I know, of course, you're full of quiet smiles, and don't believe a syllable I say. He lifts the entrance flap and calls into the tent. Hi, Charlie! Bring our serpent just this way. A stagehand with a big paunch carries out the actress of Lulu in her Piro costume, and sets her down before the animal-tamer. She was created to incite to sin, to lure, seduce, poison, yea, murder in a manner no man knows. My pretty beast! Tickling Lulu's chin. Only be unaffected and not pieced out with distorted artificial folly, even if the critics praise thee for it less holy. Thou hast no right to spoil the shape most fitting, most true of woman with meows and spitting. And mind all foolery and making faces the childish simpleness of vice disgraces. Thou shouldst, to-day I speak emphatically, speak naturally and not unnaturally, for the first principle in every art since earliest times was true and plain, not smart. To the public. There's nothing special now to see in her. But wait and watch what later will occur. Her strength about the tiger she coils stricter. He roars and groans. Who'll be the final victor? Hop, Charlie, march. Carry her to her place. The stagehand carries Lulu in his arms. The animal tamer pats her on the hips. Sweet innocence, my dearest treasure case. The stagehand carries Lulu back into the tent. And now I'll tell the best thing in the day, my pole between the teeth of a beast of prey. Walk in, though to be sure the show's not new, yet every one takes pleasure in its view. Wrench open this wild animal's jaws I dare, and he to bite dares not. My pate's so fair, so wild, so gaily decked, it wins respect. I offer it him with confidence unchecked. One joke and my two temples crack. But, lo, the lightning of my eyes I will forego, staking my life against a joke, and throw my whip, my weapons, down. I am in my skin. I yield me to this beast. His name do ye know? The honoured public that has just walked in. The animal tamer steps back into the tent, accompanied by cymbals and kettle-drums. Act One, A Roomy Studio Entrance door at the rear, left. Another door at lower left to the bedroom. At center a platform for the model, 
with a Spanish screen behind it and a Smyrna rug in front, two easels at lower right. On the upper one is the picture of a young girl's head and shoulders. Against the other leans a reversed canvas. Below these, toward centre, an ottoman with a tiger-skin on it. Two chairs along the left wall. In the background right a stepladder. Shun sits on the foot of the ottoman, inspecting critically the picture on the further easel. Schwartz stands behind the ottoman, his palette and brushes in his hands. Do you know, I am getting acquainted with a brand new side of the lady. I have never painted anyone whose expression changed so continuously. I could hardly keep a single feature the same, two days running. Shun, pointing to the picture and observing him. Do you find that in it? I have done everything imaginable to call forth some sort of quiet in her mood by my conversation during the sittings. Then I understand the difference. Schwartz dips his brush in the oil and draws it over the features of the face. Do you think that it makes it look more like her? We can only work with art as scientifically as possible. Tell me. Schwartz, stepping back. The colour had sunk in pretty well, too. Schön, looking at him. Have you ever loved a woman in your life? Schwartz goes to the easel, puts a colour on it, and steps back on the other side. The dress isn't made to stand out enough yet. We don't see the living body under it. I make no doubt that the workmanship is good. If you'll step this way. Shun, rising. You must have told her regular ghost stories. As far back as you can. Shun, stepping back, knocks down the canvas that was leaning against the lower easel. Excuse me. Schwartz, picking it up. <laughs> That's all right. What is that? Do you know her? No. Schwartz sets the picture on the easel. It is of a lady dressed as Pierrot with a long shepherd's crook in her hand. A costume picture. But really, you've succeeded with her. You know her? No. And in that costume? It isn't nearly finished yet. Shun nods. What would you have? While she is posing for me, I have the pleasure of entertaining her husband. What? We talk about art, of course, to complete my good fortune. But how did you make such a charming acquaintance? As they're generally made. An ancient, tottering little man drops in on me here to know if I can paint his wife. Why, of course, were she as wrinkled as Mother Earth? Next day at ten, prompt, the doors fly open, and the fat belly drives this little beauty in before him. I can feel even now how my knees shook. Then comes a sap-green lackey, stiff as a ramrod, with a package under his arm. Where is the dressing-room? Imagine my plight. I opened the door there. Pointing left. Just luck that everything was in order. The sweet thing vanishes into it, and the old fellow posts himself outside as a bastion. Two minutes later, out she steps in this Pierrot. Shaking his head. I never saw anything like it. He goes left and stares in at the bedroom. Shun, who has followed him with his eyes. And the fat belly stands guard? Schwartz, turning round. The whole body, in harmony with that impossible costume, as if it had come into the world in it. Her way of burying her elbows in her pockets. Of lifting her little feet from the rug. 
the blood often shoots to my head one can see that in the picture schwartz shaking his head people like us you know here the model is mistress of the conversation she has never yet opened her mouth is it possible allow me to show the costume to you goes out left shun before the piero a devilish beauty before the other picture there's more depth here coming down stage he is still rather young for his age schwartz comes back with a white satin costume what sort of material is that shun feeling it satin and all in one piece how does one get into it then that i can't tell you shun taking the costume by the legs what enormous trouser legs the left one she pulls up shun looking at the picture above the knee she does that entrancingly and transparent stockings those have got to be painted specially oh you can do that and with it all a coquetry what brought you to that horrible suspicion there are things that our school philosophy lets itself never dream of he takes the costume back into his bedroom shun alone when we sleep schwartz comes back looks at his watch if you wish to make her acquaintance too no they must be here in a moment how much longer will the lady have to sit i shall probably have to bear the pains of tantalus three months longer i mean the other one i beg your pardon three times more at most going to the door with him if the lady will just leave me the upper part of the dress then with pleasure let us see you at my house again soon for heaven's sake as he collides in the doorway with dr goll and lulu may i introduce dr goll to shun what are you doing here lulu as shun kisses her hand in greeting you're not going already but what wind blows you here i've been looking at the picture of my bride lulu coming forward your bride is here so you're having work done here too lulu before the upper picture look at it enchanting entrancing dr gall looking round him have you got her hidden somewhere round here so that is the sweet young prodigy who's made a new person out of you she sits in the afternoon mostly and you don't tell anyone about it lulu turning round is she really so solemn probably the after-effects of the seminary still dear lady dr gall before the picture one can see that you have been transformed profoundly but now you mustn't let her wait any longer in a fortnight i think the engagement will come out dr gall to lulu let's lose no time hop lulu to shun just think we came at a trot over the new bridge i was driving myself as shun prepares to leave no no we two will talk some more later get along nelly hop now you're going to talk about me our apelles is already wiping his brushes i had imagined it would be much more amusing but you have always the satisfaction of preparing for us the greatest and rarest pleasure lulu going left oh just wait schwartz before the bedroom door if madame would be so kind shuts the door after her and stands in front of it i christened her nelly you know in our marriage contract did you 
Yes. What do you think of it? Why not call her rather mignon? That would have been good, too. I didn't think of that. Do you consider the name so important? You know, I have no children. But you've only been married a couple of months. Thanks. I don't want any. Shun, having taken out his cigarette case. Have a cigarette? Dr. Gall helps himself. I've plenty to do with this one. To Schwartz. Say, what's your little dancer doing now? Shun, turning round on Schwartz. You and a dancer's? The lady was sitting for me at that time only as a favour. I made her acquaintance on a flying trip at the Cecilia Society. Dr. Gall to Shun. Hmm. I think we're getting a change of weather. The toilet isn't going so quickly, is it? It's going like lightning. Woman has got to be a virtuoso in her job. So must we all, each in his job, if life isn't to turn to beggary. Calls. Hop, Nelly. Lulu, inside. Just a second. Dr. Gall to Shun. I can't get on to these blockheads. Referring to Schwartz. I can't help envying them. These blockheads know nothing holier than an older cloth, and feel richer than you and me with thirty thousand mark incomes. Besides, you can't be judge of a man who from childhood has lived from palate to mouth. Try and get at his finances. It's an arithmetic example. I haven't the moral courage, and one can easily burn one's fingers at it, too. Lulu, as Piero, steps out of the bedroom. Here I am. Shun turns. After a pause. Superb. Lulu, nearer. Well? You put shame on the boldest fancy. How do you like me? A picture before which art must despair. Don't you think so, too? Shun to Lulu. Have you any notion what you do? I'm perfectly possessed of myself. Then you might be a little more discreet. But I'm only doing what's my duty. You are powdered. What do you take me for? I've never seen such a white skin as she's got. I've told our Raphael here to do just as little with the flesh tints as possible. For once, I can't get enthusiastic about the modern art nonsense. Schwartz by the easels preparing his paints. At any rate, it's thanks to Impressionism that present-day art can stand up beside the old masters without blushing. Oh, it can do quite well for a bit of butcher's work. For heaven's sake, don't get excited. Lulu falls on Gaul's neck and kisses him. They can see your undershirt. You must pull it lower. I would soonest have left it off. It only bothers me. He should be able to paint it out. Lulu, taking the shepherd's crook that leans against the Spanish screen, and mounting the platform. To Shun. What would you say now, if you had to stand at attention for two hours? I'd sell my soul to the devil for the chance to exchange with you. Dr. Gall, sitting, left. Come over here. Here is my post of observation. Lulu, plucking her left trouser leg up to the knee. To Schwartz. So? Yes. Lulu, plucking it a thought higher. So? Yes, yes. Dr. Gall, to Shun, who has seated himself on the chair next him, with a gesture. From this place I find her still more attractive. Lulu, without stirring. I beg pardon. I am equally attractive on all sides. Schwartz, to Lulu. The right knee further forward, please. Shun, with a gesture. The body does show finer lines, perhaps. The light today can be borne at least half-way. Oh! 
you must throw on lots of it hold your brush a bit longer certainly dr go treat her as a piece of still life certainly doctor to lulu you used to hold your head or we might hire mrs gull lulu raising her head paint my lips a little open paint snow on ice if you get warm doing that then instantly your art gets inartistic certainly doctor art you know must so reproduce nature that one can find at least some spiritual enjoyment in it lulu opening her mouth a little to schwartz so look i'll hold it half opened so as soon as the sun comes the wall opposite throws warm reflections in here dr gall to lulu you must keep your position just as if our velasquez here didn't exist at all well a painter isn't a man at all anyway i don't think you ought to judge the whole profession by just one famous exception schwartz stepping back from the easel i should have liked to have had to hire a different studio last fall shun to gull what i wanted to ask you have you seen the little murphy girl yet as a peruvian pearl fisher i see her to-morrow for the fourth time prince polosov took me his hair has already got dark yellow again with delight so you find her quite fabulous too whoever wants to judge that beforehand i think someone knocked pardon me a moment goes and opens the door dr gall to lulu you can safely smile at him with less bashfulness he makes nothing of it and if he did what are we two sitting here for alva shun entering still behind the spanish screen may one come in my son oh it's mr alva don't mind just come along in alva stepping forward shakes hands with shun and gull glad to see you turning toward lulu do i see her right oh if only i could engage you for my title part i don't think i could dance nearly well enough for your show but you do have a dancing master such as cannot be found on any stage in europe but what brings you here maybe you're having someone or other painted here too in secret alva to shun i wanted to take you to the dress rehearsal dr gall as shun rises do you have them dance to-day in full costume of course come along too in five minutes i must be on the stage to lulu unhappy i've forgotten what's the name of your ballet uh, dalai lama i thought he was in a madhouse you're thinking of nietzsche doctor you're right i got him mixed up i have helped buddhism to its legs by his legs is the stage poet known corticelli dances the youthful buddha as though she had seen the light of the world by the ganges so long as her mother lived she danced with her legs then when she got free she danced with her intelligence now she dances with her heart if you'd like to see her thank you come along with us impossible anyway we have no time to lose come with us doctor in the third act you see dalai lama in his cloister with his monks the only thing i care about is the young buddha well what's hindering you i can't i can't do it we're going to peter's after it there you can express your admiration don't press it on me please you'll see the tame monkey the two brahmins 
the little girls for heaven's sake just keep away from me with your little girls reserve one of the proscenium boxes for us on monday mr alva how could you doubt that i would dear lady when i come back the whole picture will be spoilt on me well it could be painted over if i don't explain to this caravacci every stroke of his brush your fears are unfounded i think next time gentlemen the brahmins are getting impatient the daughters of nirvana are shivering in their tights damned enchantment they'll quarrel with us if we don't bring you with us in five minutes i'll be back stands down right behind schwarz and compares the picture with lulu alva to lulu duty calls me gracious lady dr gall to schwarz you must model it a bit more here the hair is bad you aren't paying enough attention to your business come on now just hop it ten horses will not drag me to peter's schon following alva and gall we'll take my carriage it's waiting downstairs exeunt schwarz leaning over to the right and spits pack if only that were life's end the bread-basket paunch and mug now rears my artist's pride after a look at lulu this company gets up goes up left observes lulu from all sides and sits again at his easel the choice would be a hard one to make if i may request mrs gull to raise the right hand a little higher lulu grasps the crook as high as she can reach to herself who would have thought that was possible i am quite ridiculous you think he's coming right back i can do nothing but paint there he is schwarz rising well don't you hear someone is coming i knew it it's the janitor he's sweeping the stairs thank heaven do you perhaps accompany the doctor to his patients everything but that because you are not accustomed to being alone we have a housekeeper at home she keeps you company she has a lot of taste what for she dresses me do you go much to balls never then what do you need the dresses for for dancing you really dance chardash semacusa skirt dance doesn't that disgust you then you find me ugly you don't understand me but who gives you lessons then him who him he he plays the violin every day one learns something new of the world i learned in paris i took lessons from eugenie fougere she let me copy her costumes too what are they like a little green lace skirt to the knee all in ruffles low-necked of course very low-necked and awfully tight-laced bright green petticoat then brighter and brighter snow-white underclothes with a hand's breadth of lace i can no longer then paint schwarz scraping the canvas aren't you cold at all god forbid no what made you ask are you so cold not to-day no praise god one can breathe how so lulu takes a deep breath don't do that please springs up throws away his palette and brushes walks up and down the boot black only attends to her feet his colour doesn't eat into his money either if i go without supper to-morrow no little society lady will ask me if i know anything about oyster patties is he going out of his head schwarz takes up his work again whatever drove the fellow to this test i'd like it better too if he had stayed here we are truly the martyrs of our calling 
I didn't wish to cause you pain. Schwartz, hesitating, to Lulu. If you... the left trouser leg, a little higher? Here? Schwartz, steps to the platform. Permit me. What do you want? I'll show you. You mustn't. You are nervous. Tries to seize her hand. Lulu throws the crook in his face. Let me alone! Hurries to the entrance door. You don't get me for a long time yet. You can't understand a joke. Oh, yes, I can. I understand everything. Just you leave me be. You'll get nothing at all from me by force. Go to your work. You have no right to molest me. Flees behind the ottoman. Sit down behind your easel. Schwartz, trying to get around the ottoman. As soon as I've punished you, you wayward, capricious. But you must have me first. Go away. You can't catch me. In long clothes I'd have fallen into your clutches long ago, but in the Perot— Schwartz, throwing himself across the ottoman. I've got you. Lulu hurls the tiger-skin over his head. Good night! Jumps over the platform and climbs up the step-ladder. I can see a way over all the cities of the earth. Schwartz, unrolling himself from the rug. This old skin. I reach up into heaven and stick the stars in my hair. Schwartz, clambering after her. I'll shake it till you fall off. If you don't stop, I'll throw the ladder down. Climbing higher. Will you let go of my legs? God save the poles! Makes the ladder fall over, jumps onto the platform, and as Schwartz picks himself up from the floor, throws the Spanish screen down on his head, hastening down stage by the easels. I told you that you weren't going to get me. Schwartz, coming forward. Let us make peace. Tries to embrace her. Keep away from me, or— she throws the easel with the finished picture at him, so that both fall crashing to the floor. Schwartz screams. Merciful heaven! Lulu, upstage right. You knocked the hole in it yourself. I am ruined. Ten weeks' work, my journey, my exhibition. Now there is nothing more to lose. Plunges after her. Lulu springs over the ottoman, over the fallen stepladder, and over the platform downstage. A grave! Don't fall into it! She stamps through the picture on the floor. She made a new man out of him. Falls forward. Schwartz stumbling over the Spanish screen. I am merciless now. Lulu upstage. Leave me in peace now. I'm getting dizzy. Oh, God! Oh, God! Comes forward and sinks down on the ottoman. Schwartz locks the door, then seats himself next her, grasps her hand and covers it with kisses then pauses, struggling with himself. Lulu opens her eyes wide. He may come back. How do you feel? As if I'd fallen into the water. I love you. One time I loved a student. Nelly. With four and twenty scars. I love you, Nelly. My name isn't Nelly. Schwartz kisses her. It's Lulu. I would call you Eve. Do you know what time it is? Schwartz, looking at his watch. Half past ten. Lulu takes the watch and opens the case. You don't love me. Yes, I do. It's five minutes after half-past ten. Give me a kiss, Eve. Lulu takes him by the chin and kisses him, throws the watch in the air and catches it. You smell of tobacco. Why so distant? It would be uncomfortable to— You're just making believe. You're making believe yourself, it seems to me. I make believe. What makes you think that? I never needed to do that. Schwartz rises, disconcerted, passing his hand over his forehead. God in heaven! The world is strange to me. Only don't kill me! Schwartz instantly whirling round. 
thou hast never yet loved. Lulu, half raising herself. You have never yet loved. Dr. Gall, outside. Open the door! Lulu, already sprung to her feet. Hide me! Oh, God, hide me! Dr. Gall, pounding on the door. Open the door! Lulu, holding back Schwartz as he goes toward the door. He will strike me dead! Dr. Gall, hammering. Open the door! Lulu, sunk down before Schwartz, gripping his knees. He'll beat me to death! He'll beat me to death! Stand up! The door falls crashing into the studio. Dr. Gall, with bloodshot eyes, rushes upon Schwartz and Lulu, brandishing his stick. You dogs! You— Pants, struggles for breath a few seconds, and falls headlong to the ground. Schwartz's knees tremble. Lulu has fled to the door. Pause. Mr. Doctor. Doc. Dr. Gull. Lulu, in the door. Please, though, first put the studio in order. Dr. Gull. Leans over. Doc? Steps back. He's cut his forehead. Help me to lay him on the ottoman. Lulu shudders backward in terror. No. No. Schwartz, trying to turn him over. Dr. Gull? He doesn't hear. But you, help me, please. The two of us together couldn't lift him. Schwartz, straightening up. We must send for a doctor. He is fearfully heavy. Schwartz, getting his hat. Please, though, be so good as to put the place a little to rights while I'm away. He goes out. He'll spring up all at once. Boosy. He just won't notice anything. Comes downstage in a wide circle. He sees my feet and watches every step I take. He has his eye on me everywhere. Touches him with her toe. Boosy! Flinching backward. It's serious with him. The dance is over. He'll send me to prison. What shall I do? Leans over to the floor. A strange wild face. Getting up. And no one to do him the last services. Isn't that sad? Schwartz returns. Still not come to himself. Lulu, downright. What shall I do? Schwartz, bending over Gall. Dr. Gull? I almost think it's serious. Talk decently. He wouldn't say that to me. He makes me dance for him when he doesn't feel well. The doctor will be here in a moment. Doctoring won't help him. But people do what they can in such cases. He doesn't think so. Then won't you at least get dressed? Yes. Right off. What are you waiting for? Please. What is it? Shut his eyes. You make me shiver. Not nearly so much as you make me. I? You're a born criminal. Doesn't this moment touch you at all, then? It hits me, too, some. Please, just you keep still now. It hits you some, too. You really didn't need to say that to a man, in such a moment. Please. Do what you think necessary. I don't know how. Lulu, left of Gaul. He's looking at me. Schwartz, right of Gaul. And at me, too. You're a coward. Schwartz shuts Gaul's eyes with a handkerchief. It's the first time in my life that anyone has called me that. Didn't you do it to your mother? No. You were away, perhaps? No. Or else you were afraid? No. Lulu, shivering backward. I didn't mean to insult you. She's still alive. Then you still have somebody. She's as poor as a beggar. I know what that is. Don't laugh at me. Now I am rich. It gives me cold shudders. Goes right. She can't help it. Lulu, to herself. What'll I do? Schwartz, to himself. Absolutely depraved. They look at each other mistrustfully. Schwartz goes over to her and grips her hand. Look me in the eyes. What do you want? 
Schwartz, takes her to the ottoman and makes her sit next to him. Look me in the eyes. I see myself in them as Perrault. Shoves her from him. Confounded dancering. I must change my clothes. Schwartz holds her back. One question. I can't answer it. Can you speak the truth? I don't know. Do you believe in a creator? I don't know. Can you swear on anything? I don't know. Leave me alone. You're mad. What do you believe in, then? I don't know. Have you no soul, then? I don't know. Have you ever once loved? I don't know. Schwartz gets up, goes right to himself. She doesn't know. Lulu, without moving. I don't know. Schwartz glancing at Gall. He knows. Lulu, nearer him. What do you want to know? Go, get dressed. Lulu goes into the bedroom, to Gall. Would I could change with you, you dead man. I give her back to you. I give my youth to you, too. I lack the courage and the faith. I've had to wait patiently too long. It's too late for me. I haven't grown up big enough for happiness. I have a hellish fear of it. Wake up. I didn't touch her. He opens his mouth. Mouth open and eyes shut, like the children. With me is the other way round. Wake up. Wake up. Kneels down and binds his handkerchief round the dead man's head. Here, I beseech heaven to make me able to be happy, to give me the strength and the freedom of soul to be just a weeny mite happy. For her sake, only for her sake. Lulu comes out of the bedroom completely dressed, her hat on, and her right hand under her left arm. Lulu, raising her left arm, to Schwartz. Would you hook me up here? My hand trembles. Curtain. End of Act One.